Okay. Put into your Children, I want you to listen. We're going to go to Psalms. Why do we read Psalms, guys? Why do we pray with Psalms? Because it makes us healthy. Because it makes us healthy. Wealthy. It gives us a portrait of God. It gives us a model of our relationship with God. It also teaches us how wicked people versus righteous people live. Oh, nice. Okay, we're going to listen to Psalm 52. Kate, come back where you belong. David wrote this one. It says, when Doeg the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, he ratted David out. Hopi, what are you doing? I told you to eat that with your sweet potato. You got to eat it together. So this, this guy, Doeg, ratted Saul out, right? He kind of gave away his secret. He said, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. And so David is praying. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty man? Why do you boast all day long? You who are a disgrace in the eyes of God. Your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You, shh. When we're doing Bible, you be quiet, okay? Listen. Listen to me. Look at me. Listen. Okay, don't take that. You make it worse, okay? Thank you. You who are a disgrace in the eyes of God, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You who practice deceit, you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, oh, you deceitful tongue. Lord Jesus, we pray this. Can you please stop? We pray this over every evil source working in that war. Um, God, that if there's a deceitful tongue, a harmful word, that you bring it down. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. This is our prayer against the people causing war and shedding blood in Ukraine right now. The righteous will see in fear. They will laugh at him saying, here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Jesus, I pray this. Well, you don't hit him. You use your words. Lukey, sit up. All right, you're going to have to go to Daddy. You lost Sunday now because you hit him again after I said not to. Actually, I lost Sunday already. Then you lost next Saturday. You obey me, and you don't hit little people. You understand? Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at him saying, Here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. Luke, no, give it to me. 
but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. In your name, no, don't take any more. Sit. You eat what you took. This is too much. Sit. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. In your name, I will hope. For your name is good. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. Um, Hope has lost her device for Saturday now. Put it back, back. Hopi. I'm not discussing that right now. Give me that. It's not just water. It's there. One. Give it back. Three. It's Thank you, Luke. Keep it there. Okay, take my oven mitts off your hand. Okay. Hope, you're not where you belong. Put the spray down, please. I'm already tired today. Okay. Hope, come back. Do not spray that in your face. Okay. Proverbs 11, verse 17. Listen. A kind man, man benefits himself. But a cruel man brings trouble on himself. Tell me the difference between a kind man and a cruel man. Very good. What is the difference? Tell me what it means. How does that happen? Why is that true? Okay. Good. Okay, give me your example. How does a kind man benefit himself? Okay, try again. How do, how would a kind man benefit himself? Yeah. Okay. Good. How does a cruel man bring trouble on himself? I can't hear you. What? Because he's cruel. What does that mean? Get up. You know, one way I could think of is, you know how somebody that sets a trap for others falls into their own trap? (laughs) That's funny. That's one way a cruel man brings trouble on himself, right? All right, listen. A wicked man earns deceptive wages. What does that mean? What's a deceptive wage? What's a wage? Mm-hmm. What's deceptive? 
I'm like, that's a lie. It's a sneak. Cade. What? What's deceptive mean? Right? So what does it mean when I say a wicked man earns a deceptive wage? But he steals. Mm-hmm. But a... He who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. What does that mean? What does that mean to sow righteousness, Hope? That you're sowing the word of God? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? Give me an example. Mommy was asking me. Oh, I don't know. What does it mean to sow? Make something. Make something in a string. Make this string. Make this string of Sowing means planting. So what does it mean to plant righteousness? Sow it. Sowing it. Sowing. He who plants goodness, he who does God's ways, reaps a sure reward. What does that mean if you act in a way that God likes? That he'll reward you? Mm-hmm. That will reward me to something that is special. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I'm not happy you're under the table. Okay. 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 Let's see this one. Micah, what does it mean to say a truly righteous man attains life? Can you give me another example? A truly righteous man attains life. It's not, it's not water, Kate. It's soap. Don't Mama. spray it. I told you before not to spray it. Mama. If you do spray it, you'll have, you'll have a problem. Mama. In two ways. Okay. okay. All right, Micah. Uh, Can you give me an example? A good man. A truly righteous man attains life. Attains life, meaning he doesn't take away life. What does it mean to attain? Okay, yeah. Do you know what it means to attain? Achieve. So, what does it mean to achieve life? Lukey, give the spray to Daddy. You're on the right track, Micah. It means that children. Um, I'm gonna go to Blue Letter Bible and see if it gives us any more. I like that example, though. How you did that, talking about how maybe you'll have children. Because God does bless the righteous, right? 
And them children are a blessing. So that was a good example. Blue. Letter. Billy. Well, why is there another one here? I just want to see what the Hebrew word is for that. Blue letter Bible.org. Mm. Okay, so Proverbs. Oops. Proverbs 11. No. We're inside. Oh, blue letter Bible. Mm-hmm. As righteousness tendeth to life. To life, the word in Hebrew is hey. Listen, can you hear it? Hi, hi, can I have that? Luke, hi, hi, okay, and it hi, hi, Okay, it means to be alive, to live, to be active and lively and reviving, to sustain and maintain. Do you understand? Yes. So what does it mean that the righteous man attains life? It means that someone that is righteous... Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Okay, you guys are going to get in trouble again because this is the fourth time I think I've had to tell somebody to get back in their seat. This is, this is Hope's, what, second time? Luke's third time? How many times for you? One? How many times for you? Two, maybe three. All right? Stay in your seats, please. But he who pursues evil goes to his death. I think what this means also. Stop. I think what this means also is the righteous man is the one that loves and obeys Jesus. And he attains eternal life. um, He who pursues evil goes to his death. The Bible says when we don't belong to God, we belong to, we're children of Satan. When you're a child of Satan, you do go to your death. Yeah. So we pray for those people around us that don't love the Lord, that they could know the Lord, because we don't want that outcome for anybody. Even the most wicked, cruel person can turn to God and have life. That is why Jesus died on the cross, right? Yeah. So Matthew 1, why do we study Matthew? Do you guys remember? 
one. Jesus is the Messiah. Good. Messiah. Good. Two. Two. We're learning about Put him down. Put him down now. Put him down. Righteousness. Righteousness. And three. No, you can't cut with those. Why do you keep doing that? Give it to me. Stop leaving the table and pay attention. Three. The believers come. Come. Mission. The believers commission. Hopi, you can't. These are for fabric. You can't use this on anything else. You're not allowed to touch those scissors. We learned about the genealogy of Jesus. We learned about the birth of Jesus. Do you remember what you learned? Guys, do you remember what you learned? Why was Jesus married, uh, born to virg- a virgin? Yes. He was fulfilling a prophecy. What kind of man was Joseph? He was a righteous man. What did he not do? He did not disgrace. That's right. He did not disgrace her. That's right. And who came and gave him a message? An angel. Excellent. All right, now you're going to hear about the visit of the Magi. Are you ready? Do you know what town... Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. Bethlehem was a city in Judea. Judea. During the time of King. Okay, very good. Where did Magi come from? The east. Can you stop doing that? Thank you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, ding ding ding. During the time of King Herod, ding ding ding. Magi from the east, ding ding ding, came to Jerusalem and asked. What did they ask? Where's the king? Where's Where? The that's king? right. Where is the one who has been born <laughs> king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we've come to what? Why did they come? To worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was what? Was he like delighted, or was he disturbed? I was thinking of that name. He was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. Do you understand? It wasn't just King Herod. It said all Jerusalem was disturbed with King Herod. Which I didn't ever notice that before. Hope you're not listening. I need you to listen. Open your ears. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Judea they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. What, Hopi? For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. So, okay, so the prophecy was, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Do you know where that's written? It's in 
I got I think it's Matthew 2, 6. The reference is Micah 5, 2. Micah 5.2 says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathath, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock, and in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. All right, that's amazing, right? Yeah. I will be heaven. I will be heaven. Then Herod called the Magi secretly. He had a secret, right? He called these magi who were supposed to worship Jesus and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them, the magi, to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me that I too may go and worship him. Do you think Herod probably paid them? Yeah. I think he probably paid them, even though it doesn't mention that. Give me the pen. Yeah. All right, then go to your father and you sit in time out. You need to obey me faster, Luke. Okay. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold and of what? Frankincense and myrrh. Incense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Okay, so do you think that these magi were um were they wise or unwise 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 why wise why were they wise or unwise why are they wise or unwise micah Why? Yeah. God can even use the people that are. He can use. He can use anybody he wants. He uses anybody he wants. Matthew twelve. Matthew two twelve. I just wanted to see 11, Hebrews 11. Oh, that's interesting. I have to stop competing. You have to stop competing with me.
I don't yeah. understand. Hopi, why you don't listen better? Matthew 2, 12. Matthew 2, 12. Hebrews eleven seven. What does that say? By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he was considered, he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All of these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they're looking for a country of their own. If they'd been think, thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called God, for he has prepared a city for them. Luke, you're not doing the best job listening. Matthew twenty-seven nineteen teaches us... While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Did God give a lot of dreams about Jesus to other people? Yeah, but he has continued to give warnings and dreams to people surrounding the life of Jesus. (laughs) Sit down. And in, this morning, I had a dream. Sit down. I had a dream, too. I had a dream, too. What happened, Luke? I love my I'm sorry. Matthew, this is chapter two. One, two, twelve. I'm sorry you hurt your arm, baby. Now we're going to go to Jeremiah. Stop, hope. Jeremiah 24. Why do we study Jeremiah? We learn three things. What are they? One. Two. Three. That was very good. Also, screaming inside the house is not appropriate. Micah, don't scream. You did. Okay, do you want me to back this up and replay it for you? So you can hear yourself scream. When did I scream? When you said restoration. Oh, yeah. Then you continued Sorry. to holler. I, I, I don't have it in me to scream over you. Sorry. You're old enough to know better. Yeah. Hope, when you're scared, please try to, please try to calm down. Mama. What? Can we do workout? No, I'm trying to do Bible desperately. Stop whistling. Come back where you belong. That is your third time. 
You get in your seat and you won't get hurt, Luke. Sit. Okay. You guys did a good job of knowing the three themes of Jeremiah. I'm proud of you. We did look out. What do you want to say? Okay, do you want a chance to say it? Do you want a chance to say it? What are we doing here? Are you being mopey? No. Okay. These are about two baskets of figs. Jeremiah 24. After Jehoiachin, part of the problem is not... Part of the problem, Micah, is not... You, it's just the combination of how many times I have to correct. Okay, some of it's you. I'm talking to all of you this morning, aren't I? Haven't I spoken to all of you? I expect you to know better because you're 10. I come down a little bit of pressure on you because you're 10. But it's not any different than what I give them. It's just they are age appropriate, right? <sighs> okay, and my throat is bothering me. Okay. After Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the officials, the craftsmen and the artisans of Judah were carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. Sit. King of Babylon, the Lord showed me two baskets of figs placed in front of the temple of the Lord. Okay, so this is Jeremiah having a vision. Do you understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's two baskets with fruit in front of the temple. Close your eyes. And can you see two baskets in front of you? Imagine a big temple in front of you, please. And imagine two baskets right by the door. Tell me when you can see it. Raise your hand when you can see this. However big you want. Okay, Luki can see it. Close your eyes. Imagine a temple and picture two baskets of any size that you want. Okay, I'm going to do even on the temple. Okay. I love basket. Raise your hand when you can see the two baskets. Okay. Good. I do. Now, in one of those baskets, you're going to see wonderfully good figs. They're beautiful. And they got ripe early. Can you see that? Raise your hand when you can see a basket full of good figs. I found it. Okay. Hopi has it. Micah has it. Can you see it, Cade? Uh, not really. Picture. Picture it. I can see a bowl. Now, in the other basket, I want you to picture really rotten, moldy, mildewy, bad figs. So bad that nobody's going to eat them. Raise your hand when you can see this. I do. Okay. I do. Okay, then the Lord. I'll finish it today. Ask Jeremiah, what do you see, Jeremiah? And then he's going to answer. Are you ready? Figs, I answered. The good ones are very good, but the poor ones are so bad they cannot be eaten. And then the word of the Lord came to him. All right, the, God is going to answer him. You want to hear what he says? Yeah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Like these good figs, I regard as good the exiles from Judah. 
whom I sent away from this place to the land of the Babylonians. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, and they will return to me with all their heart. But like the poor figs, which are so bad they cannot be eaten, says the Lord, so will I deal with Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials, and the survivors from Jerusalem, whether they remain in this land or live in Egypt. I will make them abhorrent and an offense to all the kingdoms of the earth, a reproach and a byword, an object of ridicule and cursing. Wherever I banish them, I will destroy, I will send the sword, famine, and plague against them until they are destroyed from the land I gave them and their fathers. Okay. So tell me what the good and bad figs represent. The good figs represent good things and the bad figs represent bad things. Who are the good and bad things? A best The good things are the good people. The bad things are the bad people. Okay, be more specific. The good things are the holy kings. Mike is right. The good figs are the... Holy kings and the bad figs are the... It was Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials and survivors from Jerusalem. And the bad was what? Quiet, Maverick. Um, the good figs are the. <laughs> the good figs are the. Come here, Maverick. What are you gonna give him? Okay, the good figs are the exiles from Judah. They're the ones that God had sent away to the um, to the land of the Babylonians. Okay, the bad figs are the Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials, and the survivors from Jerusalem. Those are the bad figs. Do you know why they were bad? No. You don't remember? No. What, what, what? The thing with survivors, did they not do good stuff? Okay, get out of there. Eat more sweet potato and eat all the nuts if you are still hungry. They were um, not obeying the Lord. They were having false prophets, right? They were misleading the people. They were um, living in a wrong way. They were lying. They were not um, being honest. 
God had already gone through the long list of, remember when he said things like, this is what I have against you? And he said, he who builds his palace by unrighteousness. Remember that? They built their kingdom by unrighteousness. They were doing things they thought they could hide from God. They were being violent. They were shedding innocent blood. They were not obeying the Lord. So that's it. Jeremiah 24.